Welcome to your DIY Health Radio here on the Truth Frequency Radio Network and simulcasting on Spreaker. Uh, I'm your host, Sergeant Jim Ram, retired. You can call me Sarge. It's Tuesday, December 20th, 2022. Just a few days till Christmas for those of you that uh, celebrate those kind of things. Anyway, uh, this program is meant to provide nutritional or natural healing information only and is in no way meant to replace the advice of a competent medical professional, <laughs> assuming you can find one. I search for and present to my listeners natural modalities that simply assist and augment the body's ability to heal itself. The body wants to fix itself. The body knows how to fix itself. It has a God-given innate ability to do so. The only thing that's missing is the raw materials. And when you put those back into the mix, stand back and wait to be amazed because your body's going to do some really cool stuff. Now you can visit my website at yourdiyhealth.com. That's Y-O-U-R-D-I-Y, like do-it-yourself, health, H-E-A-L-T-H, yourdiyhealth.com. There's all kinds of information there. All the products we talk about are there, including the iTeraCare device, which is featured prominently at the top of the homepage. And uh, it is just amazing they're flying off the shelves to the rate of uh, 13,000 per day here in the US of A and that's just barely scratching the surface of the people that need these things because it should be like telephones at least that's the way they were originally looking at it they should be one in every home and I'm thinking it's more like cell phones every single person should have at least one uh, I've got uh, a whole bunch myself and uh, share them with a lot of people who are experiencing fantastic results as well and uh, it's just amazing, amazing tool that is going to uh, change the lives of just about every single person who lays their hands on one. Anyway, I encourage you to check out the website, yourdiyhealth.com. Um, like I said, there's tons of information. If you have any questions about anything, hit the contact me button. It gives you the option of calling and leaving a message or sending an email. Either way, we'll get back with you as quick as we can, usually within a few hours. And we'll do everything we can to get your questions answered and get you on the right track. Also, while you're there, make sure you hit the radio shows tab. At the top of the page is the link to the face, or excuse me, the ar uh, archive page set up through castbox.fm. And then if you scroll down a little further, you'll see the information about the shows we do, when they're on, and how you listen. And then at the bottom of the page is the link to the Facebook page set up for the show, as well as the Telegram channel. And uh, also, I did want to mention that the, um, the, the special that we had on the Iteracare wands, the get, buy one for one or for $350 and get another one for $150, uh, that has ended as of 11.59 p.m. Sunday night. So it is over, and uh, most of the uh, warehouses are flat out of stock at this point. They're waiting for uh, new product to arrive. And uh, it seems that a whole bunch of these things, which were supposed to have been delivered by now, have been held up in the uh, customs in California for some reason. And we're just waiting for those to be released and sent out. 
and uh, orders will start being filled again. But um, you may have uh, run afoul of the, uh, if you placed an order, it might have been out of stock that was expected to be in this week. And uh, if that was the case, then you may be waiting a few days, might be after Christmas before you see them. Um, apologize for that, but that's totally out of our control. It's the government and the, and the supply chain issues, and uh, nobody knows what's going on or why. We just know that they're uh, hopeful things will be released soon and product will be flowing again. But uh, just have to be patient and uh, rest assured they will get to you. Anyway, um, let's see here. What else? Um, keep in mind that the topics discussed and opinions mentioned on this show are those of the host and or guests and don't necessarily represent the opinion of the Truth Frequency Radio Network, the Spreaker Radio Network, or their owners or sponsors, or any of the alphabet agencies out there listening in. Nothing we say in the show should be construed as an attempt to diagnose, treat, or cure any kind of a health or wealth issue. It's all here for your education and entertainment purposes only, so that as a responsible adult, you can use this show as a jumping-off point to do your own research and due diligence to make sure that what you're doing and what you're trying is right for you. The number to call into the show is 213-233-3998. That's 213-233-3998. One last time, 213-233-3998. And um, that being said, I'm... Uh, just cleaning up some stuff on the screen here and uh, getting things ready. Goodness gracious, can't believe we're almost through 2022. It's amazing. Got a good crew in the uh, chat room this morning. Good to see everybody, and uh, hopefully uh, you'll be glad you're here. I am. <laughs> so, um, you know, I have been talking off and on about baby Will, in New Zealand, who, if you don't remember or haven't heard, is a little four-month-old uh, baby, a little boy who's a twin, and he has some sort of a heart defect that requires open-heart surgery. Some say it was a transplant. I'm not sure. I haven't seen accurate enough reports to say exactly what's going on. But um, there uh, was a, an issue because the parents did not want the little boy to have any kind of uh, vaxxed blood during the um, surgery or afterwards. And they had gone so far as to arrange unvaxxed donors, had them all checked out and approved in the whole shooting match, so they would have been able to totally bypass the um, tainted blood supply that New Zealand uh, has, and they would have provided their own, which would have been good for the baby and at the same time would have been good for the blood supply. And this is why the whole thing doesn't make any sense, and it shows it's not about health, it's not about safety, it's about government controlling the lives of the poor people who are stuck living under that government. And there was a uh, court hearing, I believe it was last Tuesday, and um, of course the court ruled against the family and basically said that the hospital could... Uh, steal the baby from the family, the mom and dad, and conduct the surgery however they saw fit. And uh, the parents had no say in the matter. And that just gives you an idea where we are at this time, you know, point in the game. You know, you, New Zealand is supposed to be a country that has rights for the individuals, but apparently not. And... Um, 
the surgery was conducted last Thursday, I believe. And allegedly, (laughs) the little baby is doing fairly well, at least so far. At least on all the reports that I've heard so far. And there is some conjecture that the uh, hospital staff may have um, uh, developed a conscience and basically given good blood to the little Will after all and denied the wishes of the government and that kind of thing. And um, that might be why he's doing okay. We don't really know for sure. That's just conjecture. But supposedly he is doing all right. The thing is, is what people don't realize, there was a case here in the United States that took place about a year ago. It was in, I believe, April of 2021. And it was a little uh, little boy by the name of Alex who somehow or another did not receive the kind of uh, attention and press that Baby Will is receiving. I mean, Baby Will is known worldwide. Little Alex, not so much. We didn't know about him outside of his home state, which I believe is Montana. And the outcome was nowhere near as good. And I've got a Greg Reese report that I'm going to play here for you to give you an idea what took place in that case. Here we go. In case you missed it, at DC Homecoming on Twitter, sums up the latest horror story of our time. A newborn baby boy named Alex was born in Washington state with a 95% survivable congenital heart defect. He was also anemic and he needed a blood transfusion. In 2021, little Alex's parents had a close friend die of a heart attack shortly after she received her COVID-19 vaccine. By all accounts, their friend was healthy and her death caused alarm bells to go off about the safety of the mRNA vaccine. Because of this experience, they wanted to make sure that young baby Alex had unvaccinated blood for his transfusion. So they found a match through a member at their church and they paid to have the proper protocol take place for Alex to receive that donor's blood. However, When it came time for the hospital to initiate the transfusion, the doctors and nurses claimed they were unable to locate the unvaccinated donor's blood the parents had procured. So without the parents' consent, they took blood from the hospital's general stockpile. The doctors and nurses assured the parents that baby Alex would be fine and told them babies rarely, if ever, get blood clots. Shortly after the transfusion, baby Alex developed a large blood clot. The blood clot ran from his knee all the way up to his heart. The hospital changed their tune, saying babies get blood clots all the time, and this was normal. Baby Alex was put on the highest dose of blood thinners possible for his age and size. But the blood clot didn't dissipate at all. Just 12 days later, Alex sadly passed away as a result of a blood clot. And now the Sacred Heart Children's Hospital that killed him claims there's no record of baby Alex being at the hospital, despite ample evidence 
including photographs, medical bills, and his death certificate. What is going on here? Just days ago, Cole Reeves and Samantha Savage had their infant child Will taken by the New Zealand government to explicitly be given vaccinated blood. Will is still healthy and his father suggests the possibility that hospital workers may have disobeyed the government and used clean unvaccinated blood for Will's surgery. One can only hope that eventually people will start standing up against this mass murder and the sooner the better because young innocent children like Alex are being murdered in hospitals all over the world. And these monsters are still pushing to inject every single child with this deadly poison. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Yeah, you got a situation where a baby needs surgery. The parents have a history of seeing what happens with these deadly bioweapon clot shots due to a friend passing away shortly after receiving one. They line up a donor for clean blood. And when it's time to give the transfusion, the hospital mysteriously can't find the blood from the clean donor. So they use the other stuff without telling the parents. You think that wasn't done on purpose? And then the baby dies. And on top of that, the parents or the hospital then changes their tune. Oh, the babies almost never have clots. Oh, now they have them all the time. Just like, oh, children never have heart attacks. Oh, heart attacks are common among children now in the post-COVID jab era and that kind of thing. You know, the story keeps changing. And then all of a sudden, baby Alex? What baby Alex? We never had a baby Alex in our hospital. <laughs> and they changed the staff. You know, as soon as everything goes sideways, uh, they get all brand new staff. Uh, once they realize the child's going to die, they get rid of all the people that were uh, part of the murder team. And uh, so the parents can't confront them or anything like that. And there's a much longer uh, interview on uh, Bandot video that discusses the whole situation, but it's just absolutely disgusting. And the thing that comes to mind for me is Stockholm Syndrome. You know, why on earth, with all the evidence that is available to everybody at this point, all you have to do is have eyes to see and ears to hear and be willing to look around a little bit. You know, go to my website, go to the support info tab, right at the top of that page, you'll find an article called Death by Medicine. Proof that the medical, the American Murder Association, MD-directed medicine, is the number one cause of death in the United States and literally every industrialized nation. If you have anything to do with an MD, chances are your life expectancy is shortened as a result. I was just talking to a buddy of mine uh, the other day, and he was telling me that uh, just another story that I've heard over and over and over again his grandfather lived to be, I think, 100 or 101. And somebody asked him how he lived as long as he did. And the first thing out of his mouth was, I avoid MDs like the plague. 
don't go to doctors, never have anything to do with them, that kind of thing. And he's right. Dr. Wallach, the gentleman who started the Longevity Company and uh, formulated the products, um, is in his mid to, well, I think he's like 85, 6 or 7, somewhere in there. Never had a pharmaceutical drug. Um, still travels all over the place doing uh, live lectures every year. And uh, prior to COVID, he was traveling 300 days out of the year and doing 400 lectures. And on top of that, doing two hours of live radio every day. Literally runs circles around people half his age. And what's he run on? Longevity nutritional supplements uh, and hamburgers, you know, clean meat, that kind of thing, cooked rare or medium rare. You know, all the stuff that the MDs tell you is bad for you, all that red meat, oh, it's terrible. No, it's not the meat, it's how it's cooked. Because he's done the research. They're just talking all the crap out of their heads that they learned from the drug companies and uh, other idiots who don't do the research just come up with formulate these theories that they aren't that aren't proven but um, one of the things that uh, i when i think about all this stuff is the stockholm syndrome which is came out of a situation in stockholm sweden in 1973 uh normal storg robbery and uh it was a situation where some robbers took a bunch of people hostage and lo and behold, throughout the process, the people started to identify with their hostage takers. And when, from what I understand, um, they actually defended the hostage takers at one point, um, which is crazy, but it's something that uh, allegedly happens. And they, you know, there's there's question as to whether it really does or not, because it doesn't happen a lot. But I think. If you look at the United States and literally most industrialized nations, look at Australia, look at New Zealand. The vast majority of people in those countries, the people in Canada, the vast majority of the people in this country still believe what the government and the medical system tell them. You know, I was uh, meeting with somebody here last week. She uh, had seen one of my uh, posts on Facebook about the Itera care. And uh, she's uh, the wife of a uh, dearly departed uh, guy that used to work with me, police department. And she comes to our monthly breakfast that we have. And she saw the ad and decided she was going to ask me about it when she uh, got to the breakfast. And I was happy to tell her. And I told her, you know, things that people have been experiencing, what I'd seen and that kind of stuff. And um, she was really excited. So I said, well, I will... Um, uh, bring one over to you and you can try it out and see what you think. So last week I took one to her, I think it was Tuesday night, about a week ago. And, um, you know, while we were there, we got talking and I mentioned that, uh, one of the things that we've seen is results with people who have been damaged by these clot shots, um, Kevin street in Canada and, um, uh, young lady by the name of, uh, Stacy Marie here in Ohio. And, both of them were, you know, Kevin went from being, you know, he's a young guy and has looked like he's about his thirties or so, you know, doing just fine. And then gets his shot and ends up in a wheelchair, can't walk and slowly starts to be able to walk. And, but just, I mean, it, it, it's unbelievable. Um, every single step had to be, uh, 
take them one at a time planned out or he'd fall over kind of thing and within three days of receiving one of these wands he was going up and down stairs again without holding the handrail i mean just amazing transformation had his life back you know it wasn't 100 percent, but it was so much better than where it had been and then stacy literally had a gun in her mouth she was so despondent from you know having no hope whatsoever you know her life was destroyed she was in constant pain could hardly move and literally had a gun in her mouth and the only thing that kept her from pulling the trigger was the thought of her son and a few other friends that uh, you know she'd be leaving behind and she held off and a week later saw a post by kevin street on facebook where he had gone from the same kind of condition she was in to back to probably 95 percent and that gave her hope and she ordered one of these devices and in no time at all was doing much better herself and prior to that you know she would go to doctors and they would say it's all in your head uh you need to lose weight and um, that kind of thing go see a psychiatrist that kind of abuse by the medical system is just absolute because these people have to know what's going on you know they are relatively intelligent people you can't get through medical school without having some brain cells to rub together now granted when you go through medical school you develop your own form of stockholm syndrome because you are kidnapped and indoctrinated by your hostage takers the big pharma and you are led to believe that the only thing that works is, guess what? Pharmaceuticals, surgery, and vaccines. And anything else is flat out quackery. And you get so wrapped around that axle that no matter what, you protect that belief system. And that's where the vast majority of me medical doctors are. But now, being forced they're they're experiencing some uh, cognitive dissonance now because what they believe or what they've been indoctrinated with through their years of both being involved in the uh, medical system so to speak not healthcare system by any stretch of the imagine because they have nothing to do with healthcare but the system of symptom suppression and disease management they are developing their own form of cognitive dissonance because now the things that they are seeing and that a rational thinking person would conclude is being caused by these jabs flies in the face of everything they've been taught and they're having a hard time dealing with it too so they're just becoming more and more defensive in most cases some of them are finally saying that's it i can't do this anymore i got to start you know telling people the truth and they're risking everything because when they do that they are attacked by the local medical system the uh licensing boards and the whole you know the whole system that put them where they are now put them on their pedestal so it's a tough situation and um, that's what's going on right now we have stockholm syndrome with the medical community and government you know, there are so many people out there that still believe, oh, government would never do anything that would be harmful for us. <laughs> when the whole history of government has been the absolute opposite.
it's just absolutely disgusting to see what's going on. I, you know, every place I go, I'm still seeing people wearing face diapers. And the numbers are increasing, not decreasing. And now, of course, you know, the CDC is recommending face diapering again. And, you know, everybody is pushing all this junk. How anybody could believe anything that comes from the CDC. How anyone could believe anything that comes out of the face of Fauci is just unbelievable. And that shows you the level of, I don't know what to call it, you know, cognitive dissonance for one thing, but people are just hooked. I mean, it is, it's simply uh, brainwashing and fear. They have, they realize that the best way to control people, number one is through food, but number two, close second is fear. If you can scare the people, you can get them to do what you want. And the medical community has been practicing this kind of thing for years, especially in the oncology areas. You know, when you deal with cancer, when you, when you get a diagnosis of any kind of cancer, if you don't do what I say, you're going to die. When the statistics show the people that live the longest are the ones that ignore the advice of the MDs. I'm reading a book right now called uh, Goodbye Germ Theory. Uh, I can never remember the subtitle of it. It has something to do with uh, dealing, uh, shooting down 100 years of medical, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, disinformation or fraud or some kind of thing. I'm just bringing it up here real quick. Um, germ theory ending a century of medical fraud and how to protect your family. Highly recommend that book. It's by Dr. William P. Uh, Trebing. I mean, it's T-R-E-B-I-N-G. And uh, it is excellent. It deals with all the lies of the uh, starting with Edward Jenner and going on from there. Stick with us. We'll get, when we get back, we'll cover more of this stuff in three minutes at the uh, next segment of Your DIY Help here on the Truth Frequency Radio Network. And speaker will be right back. Turn on your TV and all you ever see Ask your doctor if it's right for you and me. So when you ask your doctor, what do you think he'll say? Of course it's right, you dummy. Let's get you hooked on it today. Wake up, you're being screwed. Pharmaceutical drug guys can be so rude. They don't care if you live or you die. Long as they get their piece of pie. And welcome back to the second segment of today's edition of Your DIY Health. And uh, just looking at some of the stuff that Alan's posting in the chat room, and <laughs> he comes up with some good memes. And I'm trying to find, where'd that one go? I just had it here. Uh, it was right here on my desktop. It just vanished. Oh, good grief. Um, I don't know where it went. Was it part of the, oh, I think that's what it was. I think it was part in the second in here. There we go. Breaking. The media is trying to hide this. I can see why. 
Adam Exton was the, was the director of parliamentary affairs at Health Canada during the pandemic. He led Canada's response team to, to COVID-19, including the COVID bioweapon rollout. Adam has suddenly, hashtag, died suddenly at the age of 35 years old. Hmm. And if he was in charge of health or director of uh, parliamentary, of, uh, parliamentary affairs at Health Canada, you would think he probably had something to do. He might have had a medical degree or whatever he may have been. It looks like he's in fairly good shape, although he was balding, but at 35, which is you know kind of early. But um, for the most part, uh, not overweight and doesn't look like he's got any kind of major health issues otherwise. But you can bet that if he was involved in rolling out the jabs, you would have thought that he would have been high enough on the food chain that he would have got placebos. <laughs> but apparently not. And he must have got the real McCoys at least once. And um, 35 years old, no more Adam Exton. Died suddenly. That's a rather uh, sad situation. And speaking of sad... We have another one here, SADS, S-A-D-S, or Sudden Adult Death Syndrome, because they think you're stupid. And that's exactly right. And they are right in most cases. You know, you've got, you know, I talk about the, the Stockholm Syndrome. You've got all these people out here that even though they are getting lied to and screwed royally every single day by the medical community and their government, they just keep going back for more. <laughs> Thank you, sir. May I have another? You know, it's just unbelievable the stupidity of these people. And uh, we don't call them the generally dumb public. We're in, down here in the 48, the Bubis Americanus. We don't call them that for nothing. Um, the vast majority of people are arguing back and forth about, you know, how many genders there are and, you know, whether the rainbow should be added to the American flag and all this other crap uh, rather than what's going on in the world. Like we're on the verge of nuclear war and uh, all of our uh, food is being taken away and people are getting ready to die. Um, they, could, they don't know anything about that stuff, but they're all wrapped around the stupidity that's you know on the news all the time. And uh, then, of course, the last one that Alan put up there, uh, got a picture of a bunch of sheep with face diapers on says your friends and then a bunch of wolves my friends <laughs> yeah but um you know i prefer lions myself but i like wolves too um it's just really 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 getting sad to sit to see the situation unfolding in this world and that the vast majority of the generally dumb public have absolutely no idea what's going on and we all have Stockholm syndrome where, well, they have, uh, they believe everything the Fauci says, they believe everything that what's her chops at this, you know, the COVID death cult says, and they believe everything that old president poopy pants has to say, <laughs> you know, how you can believe any, how anybody, how his approval ratings can be above zero is amazing to me. I just can't figure it out. It just shows how royally stupid. So many people in this country are. Of course, you look at them and they're all running around obese and have purple hair. And, 
you know, they have 27 different pronouns and none of them have anything to do with the truth. <laughs> you know, there are two sexes. There are two genders. Gender has to do with language, masculine and feminine. Sex has to do with people, male, female. And I don't care what you think, what you say, anything else. I will not, if you are a, if you have an outsy, I'm going to call you a guy. I'm going to call you him and he, and not they or sure her or anything else you want. I am not going to be a part of your uh, specific level of insanity and your little, uh, you know, goofy trip that you're on. Ain't going to do it. And if you don't like it, that's your problem. You know, you can call it violence. You can call it whatever you want. I call it the truth. And sometimes the truth hurts, especially when you're a butt hurt baby. But anyway, unplugged. Good to see you, buddy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Just the craziness that is going on in this world. And like I said, you know, we've got uh, government stealing children. And again, this is why for the years I have been saying, have your babies at home. Do not involve the medical system. Do not get a birth certificate. Do not get a social security number. Keep these children under the radar until they're 18. And during that time, you, pro you, you tell them and teach them how to live outside the government system. When they turn 18, they can then decide if they want to opt into the slavery system. But until then, don't. Ah. Uh, Another nice one here. I don't trust people that trust the government. They're the ones who will happily turn on their neighbors if it's what the people in charge tell them to do. That is exactly true. And uh, there's more and more. I just saw a thing this morning. Um, I think it's the New Zealand government is now demanding that people rat on their neighbors if they're anti-vax. <laughs> oh my goodness it's just unbelievable and of course you know that goes right along to see something say something and uh, all that kind of stuff but um, yeah it's and those are the people that are just willing to do it you know they think they're you know on the winning side you know and that's that's a big thing everybody has to be on the uh, the right side <laughs> Yeah, New Zealand government, here it is, orders public to report friends and family that oppose COVID lockdowns. Uh, and let's see here. Um, just looking to see if there's any story about this. Uh, it's actually an 11-minute long. I'm going to take a chance here. Of course, it's probably going to come up. Ladies and gentlemen, free shipping ad. is back at InfoWarsStore.com. Turn off the ad. All orders of $50 or more get free shipping. And our regular and shipping has seen its rates cut up to the ad. And let's see what it does. To now. that end, they're publishing a guide called Know the Signs to help us all identify potential terrorists in our midst to pay attention if they are, and to be alert so that if they see or hear about something that seems off um, that worries them and concerns them, they might have a look at this information to say, does this indicate to me that this person is on the road to actually committing an attack? Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this live, teleprompter-free, uncensored, raw 
edition of the Alex Jones Show. I'm on the air every weekday at 11 a.m. until 3 p.m. Central. Then I return Sunday nights, 4 to 6 p.m. Owen Schroyer will be hosting, of course, Sunday Live, 6 to 8 p.m. this evening with guests, calls, and so much more after I leave you. I want to wish you all a Merry Christmas, Feller Rothschild Combine. Thousand plus people a day. Many of them announcing more plans for depopulation half years ago. That trying to scroll through here just to get to the meat of the open borders or article. <laughs> lockdowns. Our Secret Service is launching an initiative to help us identify people who may have been radicalized. Neither science details dozens of indicators that a friend or family member could be planning a terror attack. As Adam Hollingworth reports, the move comes as our spy chiefs identify a new and worrying type of terrorism. Time was when the intelligence services were never seen, never heard. But now they're loudly proclaiming your country needs you to keep an eye on those you know and if necessary, dot them in. Recognising a potential warning sign and then alerting NZSAS or police could be the vital piece in the puzzle that ultimately saves lives. To that end, they're publishing a guide called Know the Signs to help us all identify potential terrorists in our midst. To pay attention if they are, and to be alert so that if they see or hear about something that seems off um, that worries them and concerns them, they might have a look at this information to say, does this indicate to me that this person is on the road to actually committing an attack? The SIS has listed around 50 signs from obvious ones, like writing on a weapon as happened in Christchurch, to a person who is who is really developing an us versus them worldview. Authorities say they're usually closely monitoring 40 to 50 potential terrorists. These people used to be motivated by their white identity or by their faith. But in the past six months, a third group has emerged, those motivated by politics. And so it could be the COVID measures that the government took, and so it could be the COVID measures that the government took, or it could be other policies that are interpreted as, as infringing on rights. Uh, and 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 it's a, what I sometimes describe as a kind of hot mess of, of ideologies and beliefs, um, fueled by conspiracy theories, fueled by conspiracy theories. The launch of the initiative Know the Signs is an indicator that the security services know that they can't do it alone. They need the help of the public. But to some, the guide is a first step only. How do we upskill those people in our community who are much closer to people who might be potentially radicalised and get them to understand what it is they're seeing? That's our challenge. Adam Hollingworth, News Hub. All right, so they're coming at you with force injections worldwide that erase your immune system. Yep. <laughs> oh... Previews of coming attractions. Yeah, they've got this stuff going on in New Zealand right now. New Zealand and Australia and Canada seem to be the main testing locations for all this stuff. That once they kind of uh, perfect their system there, they start rolling it out everywhere else. And we're going to be seeing that thing, that kind of stuff here. You know, there's there's a big push for it. You know, when um, you had all these... Uh, people out there in the last couple of years, you know, the, the ones that, um, the COVID deniers, you know, that, uh, question, you know, a, is it really a bug? You know, they're looking at, you know, like myself, like unplugged and so many others questioning the germ theory because it is just that it's a theory that has never, ever, 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 ever been proven. You know, it's funny, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and 
somehow or another came up the fact that, uh, you know, the book I'm reading that basically shoots down all the stuff about vaccines, the so-called theory behind them, that a vaccine has never uh, erased a um, illness, that they're always brought out after the illness is almost gone. And uh, if anything, they basically cause a resurgence of that illness. And he then tells me that when he was young, he would get pneumonia every year and he would end up in the hospital. And then some doctor told him, why don't you take the ammonia, the ammonia or pneumonia vaccine? And it only lasts for about five years, but it'll keep you. And he says, oh, I've never gotten pneumonia since. And he thinks that that vaccine did it. And it goes right back to what I've been saying for years and years and years. The mind is a powerful thing. He was told by a medical professional, you know, somebody on a pedestal, little white lab coat and stethoscope around his neck. Oh, get this vaccine. It'll take care of you. And his subconscious says, I should get that vaccine. It'll take care of me. And then it tells its body, you've got the vaccine. You can't get pneumonia anymore. And what happens? Hey, he doesn't get pneumonia anymore. I don't think it had anything to do with the vaccine. I think it was one huge placebo effect. There are people out there who are so believing in this system that when they are told something will work, they take it. And unless it's a complete kill shot, like the COVID jabs, you know, he probably got a basic, you know, syringe full of saline solution or something, but there's no doubt in my mind that that vaccine did not protect him from getting pneumonia. But the mind is a powerful thing. It can work in many directions. And that, that a lot of people, they take these jabs and they don't get something because their mind is, you know, weak and strong at the same time. They're weak-minded enough to think that the vaccine will help. And the subconscious is strong enough to think that, well, I got this thing that protects me, so I'm protected. That's what's going on. It's another version of the Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> And I didn't have the the heart to tell him otherwise because, you know, at that point, chances are he might start getting pneumonia again. <laughs> I didn't want that to happen. <laughs> but there is no case ever where a vaccine really, really prevented somebody from getting sick. You know, there's no proof. You know, people may take a vaccine and not get sick, but there's no proof that the vaccine had anything to do with it. There you go. Anyway, um, I'm just looking at some of the stuff that's just come up. Uh, let's see. Listen, yesterday, Alex Jones, there's great points made. Uh, and I've been listening to Alex for, oh, good grief, since the mid-90s. Back when it was on, uh, the only way I could get him was on shortwave radio. And then slowly got to the internet and all that kind of stuff. And um a lot of people think he's controlled opposition and this and that and the other thing. Uh, all I know is he puts out good information that seems to uh, be accurate. And uh, at the same time, I've been watching him long enough um, to see that most of the things he said have come true. If anything, they're, you know, it's worse than what he said. Um Let's see, he said, I just found this great program. Thinks outstanding. May have heard of it. Apparently, probably been for some 23 years. 
uh, know the cause. Hmm. I've checked that out. Um, I'll just put that in there and we'll take a look at it later. Um, bookmark that page, check it out and value it later. Um, hooked as soon as he saw it. Cool. Yeah, I'll take a look at it. Um, speaking of known the cause, <laughs> that's something else. Another book I just got. Um, let me find my uh, reader app here again. Unknown Cause by Edward Dowd. And anybody, you know, Edward Dowd is a Wall Street guy. He's a kind of an actuarial type person, but he's a researcher. He's into numbers. And um, the whole title of the book is Unknown or Cause Unknown, the Epidemic of Sudden Deaths in 2021 and 2022. And uh, he was interviewed by Alex last week, and I got a chance to listen to the replay of it. It's about 30 minutes long. You can find it on band.video. And it's an excellent interview. And he wrote this book basically that proves um, that there have been an extreme increase in deaths, sudden unknown cause deaths uh, amongst working age people, which is totally unusual. I mean, normally, if you have an increase in one or two percent in an annual death rate, that is considered an anomaly. It's a uh, unusual. And here we're looking at anywhere from the 20s to 40 percent increase, which is just flat out off the charts. And the only, uh, you know, basically he says without saying it directly, is the only possible solution or reason for this is the jabs. And he, they don't come right out and say it. They don't get political or anything. They just put out the numbers that basically cause any thinking person to come to pretty much the same conclusion. And he says right out, you know, I can't come up with any other possible uh, explanation for all these excess deaths other than the jabs. If you can think of something, let me know. I'd like to hear it. But um, otherwise, uh, he's got a, you know, I've just, just got the book. I, I first ordered the Kindle and I said, no, this is one I want the hard copy for. <laughs> and the hard copy's on the way. It hasn't been delivered yet, but I've got the Kindle and I've started reading it. And um, just the first uh, couple of pages have been really good. You know, we're just getting into the uh, the uh, dedications and the forewords and all that kind of stuff. But it looks like it's going to be a really good book. And this will be about my Oh, I don't know. Good grief. I'm trying to think of how many um, how many books I've read having to do with COVID. And so far we got one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, seven, eight, nine, ten, um, eleven. Do, 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 do. This will make my 12th COVID book. And uh, they have all been excellent. One of the best was Undercover Epicenter Nurse by Aaron Olszewski. And that one is well worth uh, laying your hands on. It tells what happened in uh, Elmhurst Hospital in New York City. It was literally a death camp. Virtually everybody that went into that place came out in a body bag during the first parts of this and they didn't have to it wasn't because the disease was so bad it was the treatments were geared towards killing people 
<laughs> they worked really, really well. Thank you, Dr. Fauci. And the medical system, you know, the nurses were freaking out over it in many cases, except the ones that were so institutionalized, they were just doing what they were told. But the doctors were unbelievable. And she actually had some patients that she was nursing back to health that uh, they purposely reassigned her somewhere else. And when she got back to check on that person, they were dead. You know, they were signs of being be able to be discharged within a day or so. And then she gets reassigned and she comes back. Oh, they're dead. Unbelievable. But anyway, this whole system, this whole deal, I mean, COVID has been the changing factor uh, in this country, I think. You know, one of the things that Edward Dowd mentioned was back when they had the swine flu vaccines, it killed like 50 people and it was immediately taken off the market in no time. And we are, you know, even if you go with just the numbers from uh, VAERS, thousands and thousands and thousands of people in the U.S. have died. You know, uh, real estimates are closer to between 20 million and upwards worldwide killed by by the jabs not by the illness, you know, the illness doesn't, you know, even with all their fudged numbers, didn't even come close to anything close to that. Um, I think worldwide might've been a million. Um, and again, those are numbers that were, you know, tweaked considerably. Anyway, uh, let's see, Alan's got another one here from Dr. Simone Gold. Breaking, the FDA has admitted that the COVID-19 experimental injection is linked to blood clotting. (laughs) You know, every so often uh, I see these things and I bring up the files that I got uh, quite some time ago. And let me see if I can find them here real quick. I think I had them right on my desktop for that reason. I got a bunch of garbage on my keyboard from somewhere. (laughs) Don't know where that came from. Anyway... Um, the one thing, here we go. Yep. That's one of them. And I gotta see if I can find the other one here. Yep. There it is. Both of these. Number one (laughs) is the slideshow that was presented to the FDA on October 22nd, 2020. This was about a month to two months before the jabs were rolled out and they were discussing Let's see, Vaccines and Related Biological Products Advisory Committee, October 22nd, 2020 meeting presentation. Individuals using assistive technology may not be able to fully access the information containing in this file. In other words, people that are visually impaired or whatnot, you know, can't see everything. For assistance, please contact us at, you know, ocod at fda.hhs.gov. So in other words, this is a Food and Drug Administration. Uh, The first slide is CBER, whatever that is, Plans for Monitoring COVID-19 Injection Safety and Effectiveness. And it goes through all kinds of stuff. Um, And the the key thing is on slide 16. Let me get to it here. Um, This is fun. FDA safety surveillance of COVID-19 injections, draft working list of possible adverse event outcomes, subject to change and get bigger and bigger and bigger. Slide 16. And this is this is the thing that they knew 
two months before the jabs were rolled out that these were going to be potential adverse event outcomes. So don't tell me they didn't know. Guillain-Barre syndrome, acute disseminated encephalomyelitis, transverse myelitis, encephalitis, myelitis, encephalomyelitis, meningocephalomyelitis, say that three times fast, meningitis, encephalopathy, convulsions and seizures, stroke, hmm, narcolepsy and cataplexy, anaphylaxis, acute myocardial infarction, myocarditis and pericarditis. Hmm, where have we heard those before? Autoimmune disease, deaths, pregnancy and birth outcomes, negative, of course, other acute demyelinating diseases, non-anaphylactic allergic reactions, thrombocytopenia, disseminated intravascular coagulation, venous thromboembolism, arthritis and arthralgia joint pain, Kawasaki disease, multi-system inflammatory syndrome in children, and vaccine-enhanced disease. We'll kick on the other side when we get back. Stick with us. Back in three minutes with more Your DIY Help. to hour number two of today's edition of your diy health man this hour is going the <laughs> first hour went really fast man can't believe it boy things are just cooking but um before the break i was going over the list that the um the fda had in the slideshow that they um played or showed uh two months before the rollout of these jabs and they knew all these things were going to happen, and they still ruled them out. Now, the question is, is the FDA really here to protect the American people? I think not. I think they're here as the lapdog for Big Pharma. That's pretty much proven fact. But um, the vaccine-enhanced diseases, you know, that kind of thing. But the one thing that really came to mind here was multi-system inflammatory syndrome in children. That is a designator that has never existed prior to the rollout of these jabs. Children have never experienced anything that would give them multi-system inflammatory syndrome, ever. And now you have children in this case, you know, in this country, as young as six months old, and they're pushing for newborns, getting these jabs and dying like crazy. You have children, elementary school kids, 
running around out on the playground, keeling over dead from heart attacks. Prior to 2020, heart attacks in children were virtually unknown. The only time you saw heart attacks in children, for the most part, was situations where kids, usually in their teens, you know, the basically athletic stars. They would either be gymnasts or basketball players, sometimes football players, um, cheerleaders, you know, in their, you know, high school years. Guy would go up for a layup, come down dead or in the hammer. You know, that kind of thing. That would actually happen 100,000 times a year in children under 18. And that was, according, you know, from Dr. Wallach's research, a selenium deficiency. It's cardiomyopathy heart attack caused by a nutritional deficiency where because of the lack of nutrition in children, kids' diets, you know, when all you're eating is junk food and crap from a box and a can and whatnot, you're not getting the minerals that you need to keep things functioning, especially the heart. And when the heart runs out of selenium, it just stops. And every single time, you know, the, uh, they'll do an autopsy. And I just, a uh, couple of years ago, uh, at the Christian school that I used to teach at, there was a little boy who was, um, oh, he was, good grief, in, uh, he wasn't even 12 years old at the time, I don't think. And he was just sitting on the bleachers in the gym one morning before school started and keeled over from a heart attack. And, of course, I managed to obtain a copy of the autopsy, and they basically came to a conclusion they had no idea what caused it. I said, well, Dr. Wallach knew. I knew. Kid had no selenium. He ran out of selenium. His tank ran dry. Boom. That's the end. And it's, you know, that's where SIDS came from. The sudden infant death syndrome uh, in children, you know, babies. Oh, you're sleeping them on the wrongs. They're laying on their bellies or they're doing this or they're doing that. Or your parents are shaking them. No, it was selenium deficiency. Up until that point, you know, Dr. Wallach actually sued the FDA and forced them to put selenium and require selenium in childhood uh, infant formulas. Prior to that lawsuit, ProSoy and Infamil were the only two um, formulas that had selenium. And after that, when all of the formulas were required to have it, we pretty much don't hear about SIDS anymore. Amazing, isn't it? Pretty much disappeared. But now we got SADS <laughs> because you replace the, uh, you know, the sudden infant deaths with sudden adult deaths because the adults are now stupid and take these jabs. And it's just racking up all kinds of junk in their veins and just screwing them up big time. And they're loading them up with these uh, amyloid, uh, uh, amyloid clots that are not blood clots. It's stuff that was in these jabs that had come together and formed this clot that won't dissolve, won't break up. And we're getting all kinds of reports from embalmers all over the world who are finding these things in the vast majority of the bodies they're working with, especially the ones who are young, uh, who normally wouldn't have died at this age, but because they took these jabs, these clots formed and basically killed them. And before the embalmers can embalm the people, they have to pull all these clots out of their blood vessels because they they won't let the um, embalming fluid in. It's insanity. 
And this is something that these people who many have been in, in the embalming business for 20, 30, 40 years have never seen prior to the COVID jabs. So we've got a list that the FDA had and full well knew that there would be all of these different side effects or adverse event outcomes from these jabs. And yet, oh, none of this stuff, you know, these people are dying from strokes, they're dying from myocarditis and pericarditis, all kinds of problems, thrombocytopenia, you name it. And with all of that, the generally dumb public still believe, oh, I need to get my booster. And they believe the lies from the government when, you know, couldn't possibly be caused by these injections, even though they've got a list listing all these things saying that, yeah, this is going to be caused by these things. Oh, no, they had no relationship whatsoever. That's criminal. And then on top of that, we have this one. This is from um, Pfizer. 5.3.6 cumulative analysis of post-authorization adverse event reports of the PF0730204848, which is the BNT162B2, the COVID jab by Pfizer, received through February 28 of 2021. So a little after about a year after these jabs are rolled out, they have a list of they call it cumulative analysis of post-authorization. So basically, since these things were approved, an analysis of all the things that have been caused by the jabs. And all you got to do is scroll down to, let's see, page 30. Appendix 1, list of adverse events of special interest. And this is just a... um, list of all the different things in about 12 point text the name of something colon or semicolon the name of something else and it's just left to right top to bottom for almost nine full pages the ninth page is about two-thirds it starts out with 1p36 deletion syndrome 2 hydroxyglutaric aciduria, 5 nucleotide ACE increased, acoustic neuritis, acquired C1 inhibitor deficiency, acquired epidermolysis bullosa, acquired epileptic aphasia, acute cutaneous lupus erythematosus, acute disseminated encephalomyelitis, acute encephalitis with refractory, and it goes on, it's all basically A to Z. And it goes all the way down to Zika virus associated with Guillain-Barre syndrome. And in there you'll find uh, thrombotic thrombocytopenia, uh, thyroid disorder, just, there's like, uh, it's like 1,200, if I remember right, the actual count, some like 1,200 different things caused by these jabs. Varicella keratitis, 
varicella post-vaccine, varicella zoster gastritis, varicella zoster uh, osophagitis. Holy moly. There's all kinds of things. Venous thrombosis in pregnancy. Vena cava thrombosis. You know, in other words, you've got uh, the vena cava, which is the number one vein in your uh, um, uh, chest area, taking blood back to the heart and thrombosis being clotting. <laughs> lots and lots of clotting. And it goes and goes and goes and goes and goes from A to Z, 1,200 different things that the reports are now showing have been caused by these jabs. But, oh, no, they couldn't possibly have anything to do with these uh, so many people just dying with out of the clear blue. But we have the stuff that the FDA knew full well ahead of time, and then we have the reports afterwards. And the head of Pfizer, our injections are safe and effective. Joe Poopy Pants Biden, get the vaccine. You won't get COVID. But he's got it, what, four times, five times, something like that. And he's fully jabbed, supposedly. <laughs> oh, good grief. I'll tell you what. Every time he changes his diaper, he comes down with COVID, it seems. This is insanity. And again, the Stockholm syndrome of the generally dumb public, even though this, uh, we've got all these people keeling over dead, everything else. And, oh, I got to get my, my booster. They listen to Bill Gates. Good grief. I mean, how hard is it when you got Bill Gates, who's been around forever? Um, he, he can't go to India because he's, you know, they've got charges out for him. <laughs> um, if he goes to Africa, they'll track him down and put a spear in him. Uh, I mean, that dude, many, many places he can't go because... The people there hate his guts because of what he and his vaccines have done to them over the years. And he's on record talking about how they can re reduce the population of the world up to 15% through vaccines. Now, if we're going to do, if we're going to reduce population with vaccines, what's that tell you? And people are still taking the Bill Gates Moderna vaccines, the deadliest of the bunch. What is with people? You know, and that's that's where I was getting to. <laughs> oh, I've gone down so many rabbit trails today, but I'm going back to my friend that I uh, was having breakfast with and took the uh, TerraCare wand to her. I was telling her that um, about the, the stories about uh, Kevin Street in Canada and Stacy Marie here in Ohio and how they had been damaged by these jabs. And when they got the Iteracare wands, it basically gave them their lives back. Or basically what it does is it supports the body's ability to fix itself. And then the body gave them their lives back. But, um, and she tells me that she's been uh, fully jabbed. You know, she's had like three boosters or something. I said, good grief. I told her, I said, don't take another one. These things are designed to kill. And I just can't, you know, at this point, I can't see someone who I consider to be a, a friend just literally committing suicide 
because they believe that what they're told by the government and the medical community is true and good. I said, these things are lethal. And it's good that you've got this device now because it can hopefully help you detox and get some of these toxins and this, these poisons out of you um, before they cause you problems. You know, she she hasn't had any adverse events that I know of, which hopefully is telling me, I'm hoping she got all placebos. Um, chances of that are pretty slim, but um, it is possible. And who knows? But yeah, I told her, I said, don't take any more of these things. You're just, you're literally committing suicide. John Plague says we should be storming the Bastille. Well, <laughs> look what happened uh, two years ago, January 6th, when they stormed the Capitol. <laughs> Another disinformation campaign there. It was basically a peaceful protest, and they put their uh, agents provocateur in there to make it look bad for the people who were honestly peacefully protesting. And there are still hundreds of people sitting in jail in the D.C. jail without being charged. And they're flat out political prisoners. Just absolute sad. But uh, the things that are going on right now are just unbelievable. So anyway, you know, the <laughs> the stuff that is. Just going after us right now is just it, I, I can't believe everything is happening. And most people are so wrapped around the stuff about the, the drag queens and uh, all the other stuff that's made up for public consumption. And as usual, it's sleight of hand and keeping people arguing about these things. You know, they are important, but you have to, when those kind of things are in the news on a daily basis, you still have to say, what am I missing? What are they not wanting me to see? And again, you've got people taking these jabs on a daily basis and dying. Sudden adult death syndrome. Again, you know, just like prior to these jabs being rolled out, children weren't having heart attacks, with the exception of the sports-related ones from just running out their nutrition tank. Other than that, you know, you never saw a, a couch potato, regardless of age, having a heart attack. They do everything they can to avoid sweating. You know, they won't even blink if they can help it. It's the athletes, the ones that think by exercising and running marathons and all these other things are going to keep them healthy because they are totally ignorant because their idiot MDs are totally ignorant and never once say, hey, if you're going to, you know, the, you'll have these kids that have to go have a physical uh, before they can play sports in high school. Never once does the doctor say you need to be supplementing if you're going to be running track or if you're going to be doing a lot of sweating. You need to replace the nutrients that you're, you know, sweating out because they're idiots. They have no nutritional training. Oh, you don't have a hernia. You're good. Okay. Turn your head and cough. You're good. And these kids go out thinking that they've got a clean bill of health from their idiot MD when in fact they're, you know, 20 beats from a myocardial infarction because they don't have enough selenium to keep their heart working right. 
that's what's going on. You know, and it's been a pandemic or a, a epidemic forever. But the news won't, you know, they'll they'll play, you know, they'll put something in there. Oh, you know, teenager has a heart attack at a bas- or basketball game. You know, and that's it. No news. You know, they do an autopsy. Doctor says, well, we have no idea what caused it. And it had something to do with his uh, stress levels at school and, you know, that kind of thing. Never once they mention any kind of nutrient deficiency. But if you got a kid playing high school sports and you don't have them on the 90 essential nutrients and glucogel to support their uh, joints, shame on you. You got a child that, you know, is going to be in bad shape down the road. And that's the thing. The, the people that start out as great athletes, virtually every single one of them sooner or later gets to the point where they're having knee replacements, shoulder replacements, whatever, because those joints have been abused for so long that they just finally wear out and they wear out long before the couch potato. Most couch potatoes don't have hip replacements and knee replacements. <laughs> it's the athletes. And of course, you know, if you want to, if you want to live long, find people that have already lived long and find out what they did. You know, if you want your heart to last for a hundred years, don't go to a cardiologist who has an average heart life impact life uh, span of between 47 and 50 years because they don't have a clue what keeps the heart running. It's obvious. Otherwise, they would live the longest. Their hearts would beat forever. But they don't. You know? It's crazy. Anyway, uh, what's going on in the news? Ivermectin works. <laughs> Even if the establishment falsely claims otherwise. And one of the biggest proponents of ivermectin, Dr. Pierre Corey, was asked about, uh, he was on, I think it was the Jeff Rents show within the last, you know, month or so. And somebody called in and asked him about the iTeracare wand. And in true MD form, you know, I was just talking about this yesterday in my, my afternoon show with one of my guests. Uh, he was, couldn't, couldn't believe that Pierre Corey would badmouth the iTeracare. I said, why not? He's an MD. He knows drugs, he knows surgery, he knows vaccines. He don't know squat about nutrition, he doesn't know squat about technology. And he just automatically badmouthed the Iteracare, saying there's all kinds of negative um, adverse uh, electromagnetic fields coming out of those things. That, you know, you should avoid those things. Just stick with ivermectin. <laughs> stick with the drug. And uh, Ricky Brandino, who I've had on the show here, uh, was about a month ago, maybe a little more. Ricky um, just posted a video yesterday where he had a um, electromagnetic field meter and was waving it around uh, like your average, um, uh, what do you call them? Uh, well, your, your wall outlets and it had like a four or 500 rating and then a, um, uh, what do you call it? Power strips, same thing. And then he had an Iteracare wand that was just laying there turned off. And it was reading around 220 or something. But then he turned it on. And the numbers started going down. And then he pointed it at the device, the meter. And the numbers were went from, 
you know, they were by, by a wall outlet was over 500. And when the Itericare wand was pointed directly at the meter, it was down below 20. <laughs> and he's saying, where is all this negative uh, uh, electromagnetic energy that is so bad for us? Where is it, Dr. Corey? <laughs> and again, somebody talking out their backside with no experience, no knowledge whatsoever, just typical MD fashion. I'm the head gyrastacutus of medical knowledge. Everybody needs to genuflect to me. What I say is true, even if it's not. And I told my buddy yesterday, I said, I'm not at all surprised. He's an MD, first and foremost. He is going to support drugs. He's going to support surgery. And, well, in his this case, he's not supporting the jabs, but, you know, two out of three. He doesn't want to hear anything about natural stuff. You know, to him, the way you treat COVID is with ivermectin, period. Don't say anything about nutrition. You know, I've had people with, take ivermectin and take them, you know, four, five, six days to get over COVID. I knocked COVID out in 36 hours with nutrition. Didn't take any drugs at all. I had ivermectin, but I didn't take it. Just with nutrition and colloidal silver and uh, oil of oregano. That's all I did. 36 hours. Bad hiccup. Haven't had it since. Keep my immune system up there or whatever you want to call it. I just keep myself healthy so I don't do the detox, which is what COVID is. And, um, but, you know, that's just one of those things. Ivermectin works even if the establishment falsely claims otherwise. Yeah. If you're going to take a drug, if you want to take a drug, Ivermectin will work, you know, if you got this thing, supposedly. But, you know, even though I have this stuff, I've got it for other people. Because <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to need it. Oh. And, of course, partisan January 6th panel votes to level criminal charges at Trump. Proving, again, they don't want him to run in 2024. Well, if I'm not mistaken, he's already announced that he is running. And once that happens, they pretty much can't indict him. And, of course, the the so-called panel is not a valid, um, uh, what do you want to call it? It's not a valid congressional committee to start with. And on top of that, Congress has no um, authority whatsoever to charge anybody. Congress is a legislative branch, not a judicial branch. The only time they have a chance to charge somebody is through the impeachment process. And he's been impeached twice and never went anywhere because they didn't have good charges. And he didn't do anything wrong. But they're going to keep trying it until they, you know, get it right, which is we never. Just more smoke and mirrors. Something to keep you, you know, looking at while they're really doing stuff to us. Like screwing up the, uh, um, delivery systems and that kind of thing. Keeping people, you know, keeping, you know, making farmers destroy crops. Yeah. We're not going to pay you for the crops. And if you don't destroy them, we'll mess you up. If you do destroy them, we'll pay you for destroying them. What kind of government pays farmers to destroy crops other than the criminal one? Wow, another half hour gone. 
We'll be back in three minutes with the final segment of today's edition of Your DIY Health. Stick with us. We'll be right back. to the last segment of today's edition of Your DIY Health here on the Truth Frequency Radio Network. It's been wild. We've been talking about, yeah, like Unplugged says, it's been three years and we're still talking about COVID. <laughs> That's because they won't let it die. And they still are pushing these jabs on people. I mean, right now, the number one cause of death in the U.S. is still the medical community. And they're up in their game by forcing these toxic bioweapons on everybody. Well, not everybody, you know, but the generally dumb public. Smart people see through it and realize that, uh, yeah, COVID is not, it's a hoax. It's basically seasonal detox. It's the flu. A bad flu, but the flu. It's a seasonal detox that happens all the time to people that don't take care of their bodies has nothing to do with a virus. Again, prove it. They talk all this junk. Well, it was created in a lab. It was created when a pangolin had sex with a turnip or whatever. Prove it. You know, if it was created in a lab, it wasn't a virus. It was a toxin. And they just released that toxin on everybody. How'd they do that? Well... Ever see a chemtrail? This puts toxin in that crap that they spray on everybody. And release 5G, which also causes the same kind of symptoms, the inability to utilize oxygen. Mm, that's a biggie. Where was the biggest, uh, the first city in the world to have 100% 5G coverage? Hmm. I think it was Wuhan, China, wasn't it? <laughs> And what have they been doing when all the schools were locked down? Installing 5G towers. Mm. All the fun stuff. And then on top of that, what do they do? They create a new name. Just like they always do. Just like they did with polio. Once the polio vaccine was given to everybody, you couldn't get polio anymore because that would mean the vaccine didn't work. So what do they do? They just rename the new case. You know, if you present uh, at the doctor's office with polio-like symptoms, but you've had the polio vaccine, then you can't possibly have polio. So now you have transverse myelitis or multiple sclerosis or Parkinson's or amyotrophic lateral, lateral sclerosis, Lou Gehrig's disease, because they all are the same basic disease. Imagine that. They just have a whole bunch of different names for the same thing. So if you get the vaccine for one, then, oh, you didn't get the polio. You got this same thing, but it's just got a different name. 
just like uh, with, uh, oh, here's a good one, the um, the dreaded sickle cell anemia that only black people can get because they've got a dreaded black gene. Yeah, right. Well, guess what? White people can get sickle cell anemia, but it's not called sickle cell anemia. It's called thalassemia, but it's exactly the same set of symptoms caused by exactly the same nutritional deficiencies when mom was pregnant. Imagine that. That's what the medical community does to make you think that their concoctions, their witchcraft and sorcery is actually working when actually it's not. And people are still getting sick all the time. We just give it a different name. And the generally dumb public is so wrapped up in their Stockholm syndrome, they haven't got a clue, nor do they really care. I just love my doctor. He's so great. <laughs> yeah. Burn me once, shame on you. Burn me twice, shame on me. The height of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. You go to the guy that gives you a jab that makes you sick and you go back to the same guy to fix you. Now, if that ain't stupid, I don't know what is. Oh, my goodness. <coughs> the Stop the world. Let me off. Uh, it's insane. It's either injections or poisons, crap in the food, crap in the water, crap in the air. Imagine that. What have I been saying for as long as I've been on the show? <laughs> Seven years now. It'll be eight years in March. Woo. Good heavens. Yep. March of 2015. I started this show here on TFR. Been here quite a while now. And ugh, nuts. Absolutely nuts. Oh, look at this. Australian supermarket limits the purchase on frozen French fries due to a potato shortage. Everything is really starting to get short. It's funny. Well, not really. Last night, I was at my local Kroger grocery store. And more than normal, I mean, most of the time, that, that particular store has got pretty good stock, unless you go down the uh, baby aisle where they have uh, formula and stuff. For the last six, eight months, the formula has been, you know, they have uh, like two cans in each little slot where they used to be, you know, from front to back. But they'll specifically make sure that each little slot's got at least one can in it so it looks full, but there's nothing behind it. You take that can out and all of a sudden there's nothing there. And that's the kind of stuff they play trying to make things look like they're okay. But I was seeing, you know, shelves, bunches of shelves that there was nothing on them. It was really surprising. Because like I said, that store is usually pretty well stocked. And um, I went, I was looking uh, uh, in the dairy section, I was looking in uh, normally the, the Kroger version of half and half in quartz was is usually i mean stock full there's like six six you know things across and they're filled front to back there wasn't a single one in there and i had to luckily there were some guys back there working and i was able to open the door and say hey you got any quarts of half and half and he said i'd like two and he hands me one i said can i have another <laughs> you know i don't know if it was too cold in there and his ears weren't working or what but um it seems like everywhere more and more you know, I was talking to a guy the other day and he says, you know, 
talking about fast food places. You go to one, they don't have tomato. You go to another, they don't have lettuce. You go to another, they don't have onion. Um, all the little things that used to be, you know, no problem. I mean, you have piles, you get, you get yourself a whatever, and it's got a pile of shredded lettuce and tomato and whatnot on it. Now, it's almost nothing there. <laughs> and just for the fun of it, I, 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 I don't usually do this, but I went to Mickey D's here just for the fun of it, and I got a double cheeseburger. And the bun was literally twice as big as the piece of meat. There was there was probably all the way around if if I if I put the the meat right in the middle of the sandwich, which is never the way they come from McDonald's. They're always slopped off to the sides and whatnot. But if you put the meat in the middle, you've got at least a half to three quarters of an inch all the way around the outer edge of the the meat before you get to the edge of the bun. It was amazing. I couldn't believe how, I mean, it was like somebody took a White Castle burger and put it on a McDonald's bun. <laughs> it was unreal, uh, except White Castles are square. But, uh, yeah, it, it, everything is shrinking except the price. You know, the bags, the boxes, whatnot, they all shrink. The buns shrink, the burgers shrink, but the price keeps going up and up and up and up. And people, th and they think we're stupid, think we're not going to notice that we're getting charged twice as much for half as much. Mm. That's why we don't go out to eat much anymore. We can, and when we do, we go to a nice restaurant where, you know, they cook the steaks one at a time and that kind of thing. Uh, if I'm going to go out and pay for a meal, I want it to be decent. But, uh, oh, look at this. Forget oil. Now they're coming for the cows. <laughs> Poor old cows. What did they ever do to anybody? I mean, they're just nice and docile and whatnot. They provide milk. They provide butter and cheese. And and when they really get committed, they provide meat. Um, just the cutest little things, especially when they're young. But uh, now they're going after the, the mean old cow. First, they came for the oil. Now they're coming for the cows. Environmentalists have no shame or sense. And farmers around the world are, forget the pitchforks, setting hay bales ablaze and dumping manure on motorways. Good for them. Um, let's see here. Never mind that food prices have spiked around the world. For instance, grocery prices are up 13% in the U.S. this year. The Dutch government said that it would buy out as many as 3,000 of the biggest emitters. <laughs> emitters. Now, farmers are emitters <laughs> in a voluntary one-time offer. While the weather turns cold and gas supplies become scarce and green uh, and the, uh, the green gang in Holland is setting aside 24.3 billion euros or $25.6 billion to fund the transition from plenty to scarcity. Those who refuse will be forced out of business, reports Bloomberg. Bloomberg's quartet of reporters doesn't say what the government will do with the land once they seize it but you can detect their point of view with this. Intensive farming and decades of official inaction have devastated biodiversity in the Netherlands, forcing the government to impose drastic measures. Devastated biodiversity? <laughs> this is food and that we're talking about. Something humans require. Mother Nature deals farmers enough bad hands. What would droughts, floods, fires, and pests? Now, the heavy hand of government believes it must get rid of cows 
because, well, they fart and urinate. Well, well they poop too. <laughs> I know that for sure. I've seen it. And, ooh. From, far, from farm to fork, the food system generates about 31% of global greenhouse gas emissions. Who cares? The global, the Bloomberg Quartet explains, which is probably absolute wrong. Uh, the whole, the, what do you call it? The volcanoes that are erupting all over the world put out 99% of global greenhouse emissions. Anyway, cows and sheep emit planet warming methane simply by digesting food. Well, you would think with the winter that's coming, you'd want all the planet warming you could get. Their uh, manure and urine are a source of nitrogen oxide, which in large volumes throws ecosystems off kilter. Oh, geez. Somehow we've managed for 6,500 years, but now it's a problem because green people are idiots. Having millions of people go hungry around, uh, sounds more off kilter to me. If action isn't taken fast, researchers estimate that food food related emissions alone would push the earth past 1.5 degrees Celsius of warming that world leaders set as a target for the 2015 Paris Agreement. Oh, good grief. Oh, no. <laughs> In heavily farmed New Zealand, where agriculture exports account for half the country's exports, the government passed a law in hopes that uh, net agricultural emissions will be reduced 24% by 2050, with farms being forced to cut emissions 10% in just three years when the emissions levy comes to into force. And again, this is all stuff that's being driven by absolutely no science whatsoever and morons who want to take over the world and tax the living crap out of every single person and get control of the food supply. And again, the number one way to control people, what I say earlier in the show, is food. Number two, close second, fear. And they're cornering the market on both of them. The so-called fart tax will be reinvested in the industry through incentives, research, and technology so New Zealand can reposition itself as a leader in ethically produced higher value. <coughs> oh, yeah, ethically produced higher value food. What makes it higher value? Well, it's actually the much, much higher price. The food won't be any better, but it will cost more, so it's higher value. The market that's growing as consumers become more climate and health conscious, stupid, Bloomberg reports. Bryce McKenzie has reduced his herd by 50, but that's not enough. We don't want a country planted uh, in tree, uh, pine trees and then not be able to grow food, says McKenzie. We want food secure for the future. <laughs> Good grief. Yeah, you're going to turn your sheep farm into a cricket farm because you're going to be eating bugs. Farms produce about a third of greenhouse gases, uh, again, lies, in Ireland, and farmers are expected to cut emissions by a quarter. Hmm. Compared with three-quarters percent targets for electricity and by half for transport. In Canada, farmers expect to lose $8 billion in foregone, foregone output this decade to comply with government mandates, which, again, are not backed by science, they're backed by stupid, and the government has cornered the market on that in Canada, uh, sad to say. 
we're at, we're being asked to do something to benefit all of society, yet we're the ones left with the bill, says Chuck Fossey, who farms with his brothers on 3,600 acres outside of Winnipeg that have been in a family since the early 1900s. We have to do what we can, but it has to be achievable and it has to be fair. You don't have to do squat. Just keep doing what you've been doing. Back in the Netherlands, that government is, that government's issue with cow urine has politicians requiring farmers to slash emissions by as much as 70%. Oh, we're going to clamp the uh, wizards of the cows now. And the closer the, to a farm is to one of the country's 160 protected natural areas, the higher or the tighter the limits. To meet government mandates, livestock numbers must shrink by a third overall if the government gets its way. The biggest polluters will be closed by this time next year. Dutch ecologists, a.k.a. idiots, <laughs> claim cow urine will kill all the trees, while farmers claim it's an unwarranted governmental land grab. And they're right. Caroline Vanderplas, leader of the populist farm citizen, farmer citizen movement, says farmers are ordinary people, but they feel treated like criminals. Everything farmers do is bad. Poison sprayers, environmental polluters, mistreatment of animals. Sadly, ordinary grocery shoppers will blame the grocery store as food prices continue upward and environmentalists pat themselves on the back and are feted as heroes in the lamestream media. Yeah. Insanity. Poor cows. It's just getting stupider and stupider and stupider. Oh, but an Epstein victim vows to release a videotape showing VIP elites raping and murdering children. Ooh. Somehow, I wonder how that person managed to get recordings and keep them all this time. Sarah Ransom's newly released deposition has revealed that Epstein made several, oh, Epstein himself, yeah, they, <laughs> he made several tapes of some of the most powerful and wealthy friends and she made copies and stored them in secure locations all over the globe. Oh, goody. Ransom claimed in the deposition taken as part of a lawful or lawsuit in Virginia, Virginia that Virginia Guifrey, I think it is, filed against uh, Epstein's child pimp, Gil, uh, Jelaine Maxwell, that has been uh, seen footage of several of Epstein's friends having sex with uh, child sex victim, victims. Dailymail.uk or co.uk reports Ransom goes on to claim that footage she, uh, she saw will haunt me for the rest of my life and that uh, the faces of the men, the two men were clearly visible. She does not identify them, though. Ransom uh, even claims to have copies, which she has stored in several secure locations around Europe and says uh, she fears retaliation by Epstein, even though he is dead. Well, maybe he is, maybe he isn't. The bombshell claim gives new insight into the long-held theory that Epstein blackmailed his wealthy male friends with secretly recorded videos of them having sex with underage girls he provided. Yeah, probably. Anyway, it's a pretty long article and we're running out of time. But, yeah, just one more thing. I am homo nauseous. <laughs> yeah, I am too. I'm getting sick of all this crap. I saw a thing last night about, uh, I think it was Tucker Carlson had this stuff about the... Uh, some drag queen th uh, thing that's traveling the country uh, for Christmas. It's supposedly all age and whatnot. And it was, uh, what was it? Screwed off the red nippled reindeer was one of the songs that they were going to sing. 
and they showed these people prancing around with all uh, it was just unbelievably disgusting and that kind of thing is being considered good and wholesome and healthy at Christmas for children. German insurance data shows 88 fully injected people are dying suddenly and unexpectedly every day. Yeah. Association of Statutory Health Insurance Physicians, or KB, KBV, just released insurance records for 72 million Germans. The data paints a harrowing picture. Not only has the injection failed to save people's lives from infection, but it's now apparent that populations are living through a modern-day vaccine holocaust. The data was released at a press conference and live-streamed on November or December 12, 2020. Woo! Two years ago. In 2020, the German government set out to monitor potential injection injury through insurance data. The Paul Ehrlich uh, Institute, German equivalent of the U.S. CDC, was tasked with analyzing and publishing the insurance data, but they have failed to do so in a timely and transparent manner. The German parliamentarian Martin Schiekert, or uh, Seekert, I think it is, and data analyst Tom Lawson forced the German government to release the data to the public. The data is shocking. After the COVID jabs were rolled out to Germany at the end of 2020, the number of sudden deaths more than doubled in the first quarter of 2021. The spike in excess mortality continued as the vaccine program was rolled out to the public. Before the jab was rolled out, an average number of sudden deaths in Germany stood at approximately 6,000 per quarter. Even during the pandemic in 2020, excess deaths followed similar trends to 2020-19, hovering around 6,000 per quarter. Now, there are roughly 14,000 sudden and unexpected deaths per quarter, or a little over double. Excess mortality has more than doubled in heavily uh, injected population. Every day in Germany, roughly 88 fully jabbed people are now dying suddenly and unexpectedly above the pre-injection averages. Key being 88 fully injected. Those terrible, nasty people that were injection deniers, they're not keeling over dead, but that may change because we are now seeing also that being around someone who's been jabbed can be dangerous to your health as well. So, you know, I want, uh, I love it when, when people want to know if I've been jabbed so that they can stay away from me, an unjabbed person. And I'm happy for them to do that because I don't want to be anywhere around them if they've been jabbed because they're going to be transmitting their spike proteins to me and I don't want them. I don't need them, have no use for them. Anyway, <laughs> uh, how about somebody named Greta holding a gun pointing towards, say, eat the bugs? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Possible Epstein's death was faked? Oh, no, not really. Could it be? Could it be? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I, don't, I never believed that he was killed. I still think he's alive somewhere. But, you know, I think John, uh, John Kennedy Jr. is still alive. But anyway, who knows? We just have to wait and see. Well, we're down to about three minutes before the end of the show. Goodness gracious. Let's see if there's anything over here. Uh, 80 times more deaths following COVID-19 shots than influenza. Oops, where that hard in the head, like, just scrolled away. 
and then then influenza jabs 2020 to 2022 imagine that 80 times more Whew. oh what are the consequences of sending thousands of ta- satellites into orbit around the earth hmm that might be interesting to look into don't have time one nation under blackmail is sordid union between intelligence and crime that gave rise to who knows what where we are now pathologist and diagnostic lab owner addresses common theories on covid injection ingredients and let's oh dr ryan cole hmm not previously published any articles about the alleged contents of COVID-19 jabs, mainly because I'm not sure that anyone can confidently state what is really in these proprietary uh, in jabs by simply analyzing them with a microscope. The other thing is with a, you know, they all still are under um, emergency use authorization. And as long as they're under emergency use authorization, those makeups can change continually. One one lot number can be made up with one bunch of stuff and another lot number can be something totally different. It's not until they actually have full approval that they now have to be a standard recipe, so to speak. And uh, that being the case, it's hard to say what's in these things because it could change any minute. You know, from uh, brand, you know, the, even, you know, the Pfizer, Moderna, whatnot, you know, one vial of Pfizer could be totally different from next if it's a different lot number. The lot numbers will be pretty much the same. But if you change lot numbers, you have a totally different jab. And that's how some of them are more deadly than others. Hence the website, how bad is my batch? <laughs> you know, that's what we're looking at. So anyway, let's see here. Uh, yeah, I've already got that address, knowthecause.com. Got that set off to the side. I'm going to take a look at it. Um, looks like it's run by an MD, which makes me kind of curious, but, uh, and he's got his own special diet and whatnot, but anyway, we are, Ooh, almost out of time. Appreciate everybody being here today. We will be back on Thursday, same bot, same bat time, same bat channel. We'll also be uh, live in an hour on Spreaker, um, with the afternoon shows from one to three Eastern Monday through Thursday. So join us there too. Uh, who knows what we'll be talking about? I don't even know yet. But anyway, take care of your bodies because it's the only place you have to live. We will see you all whenever, Thursday, this afternoon, whatever, hopefully soon. Take care and God bless. Have a great one.